your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Yeah, today we are talking about how to get more repeat clients. So guys, you know, there's always a challenge of just getting that client to come in in the first place, right? And then getting them to become lifers, to become repeat clients where they are, um, again, you know, showing up consistently because remember, it is the lifetime value of a customer that is really important to our business bottom line. In fact, when you've got a customer, you want to make sure that they're happy and that they continue to come in over and over again. And so that's what we'll be talking about today. And my first tip is obviously creating an amazing experience. And when I say experience, we often think of just our service, like the service that we are giving the client. And obviously we want the treatment to turn out all right, the procedure to turn out beautiful. But I'm thinking about the experience from start to finish. So I mean, when you think about your website, your website, is it easy for them to navigate your website? If it is hard, that client, you know, even if they love the service, they might not be able to book. And we get very frustrated in today's society. We get we give up easily and we get frustrated easily. And so people will just be like, oh, forget it. I'll just book for somebody else. So is it easy to navigate your website and book an appointment with you? So that would be the experience before they first come in and the experience when they're coming back. What about even things like the parking and your office? Is it easy to find? Are the directions clear? You know, there's a great expression that says, make it obvious for the oblivious. Meaning make it so, you know, even a third grader would understand the directions on how to get there and how to park and make it easy to get to you. And then their experience when they come in the front desk. Now, oftentimes you'll hear people talk. I think Paul from Lashpreneurs, Lashcon, he was saying one time, you know, about the to really employ the five senses in your office, their sights, what they smell, things like that, the music that they hear. I think that sometimes people can be sensitive to sense, so you should be careful of, of that. But you know, the experience when they walk in the front desk area, do they feel welcome? And and then of course the service and then the follow-up after the service, right? You know, even if you're just checking on them to see that everything went well, that they're happy before they come in for their touch-up, all of that, that in total experience, and not just the procedure itself, but the overall experience that they have with your brand is going to obviously make a big impact on whether they come back and whether they are repeat clients. So really start to think about this. I tell my students, have an aunt or an uncle or a neighbor or something, look at your website and you don't say anything. You just look over their shoulder and watch them navigate through your website and see, you know, do they find it easy? Do they, uh, do they find it confusing? Ask them, you know, at the end, why they clicked on what things you can have. Um, there are website softwares that do this as well. 
but you can even just have a friend do it for free and just kind of get a different perspective of your website from a consumer or outside view. But it's all about trust and they need to, before they've had a treatment with you, they need to trust you as an artist. That's why they're going to book you. So when the clients do come in, they already have trusted me because we've actually given them good customer service. We've sent them out a text message, sent them out all their forms to start with so they can see how very professional you are. We've taken a deposit before they've come into the academy. Um, we've called them, make sure they're all right, if they've got any concerns. So then when a client does come into the academy, they've had their appointment done, then it's like you've done a great service. What we always do when we book the first appointment, we gave, give them their second appointment. So we give them two appointments. Normally we will do if we can get that second appointment in their schedule so that they've got two appointments knowing when they're going to come back. So that's already in the schedule. Um, however, when I've actually done my clients and majority of my first clients will be for eyebrows and they now need to trust you for those eyebrows done. So depending on my time, I will just I will do their eyebrows on their first session. And then when they come back for their second session, you now know that they trust you. They've got no fears. Um, I will actually draw on their eyeliner or eyelash enhancement and I'll draw them some colour on the lips and I'll say to them this is all the treat these are the other treatments as well that is available and you will love these as much as you love your eyebrows that gets them thinking if it doesn't get them thinking it actually gets them asking you a question of when could you do it if they decided to have an appointment so if they do say that to me I will actually look in my schedule and I'll say, well, the first opportunity I could do it is X date. Then just give them a little time to think. And then I will ask them the question because I will, I will ask them, I will always ask for the, the sale. Would you like me to book you in for the eye treatment or the lip treatment? And I have to say at least 25% will say, yes, please. And I take the deposit off them uh, in the academy. Now, if they say no, and they've had their retouch appointment, I will write on my forms that I drew on their eyes and the lips, and they actually did show interest in whichever treatment. So then I have um, some people back in the office who does all my admin uh, and, co and uh, calls people and does all my customer service. They will look and they will mark on their CRM records what this client could be interested in. So that gets tagged up that they could be interested in, in eyes or they could be interested in lips. My marketing communication then will actually trigger off where I'm sending information out and then I'm talking about eyes or I'm talking about lips because I do know that they are interested. So they become in a funnel where I'm talking about the treatments, what they could be interested in in the future. Because then I want those clients to keep coming back rather than keep finding new clients now if they did not book their just like for a different procedure after I've done their second well their retouch I will ask them the question would they like to rebook for their 12 months appointment now most people do tell me yes they want to book for their 12 months appointment especially then I continue by saying you don't need to put a deposit down 
we just make sure that we book you into our schedule because we're really busy. And then next year, you make sure that you've got the right time, what you want, and you've got an appointment in our schedule. The appointment that I do book in, I don't book it 12 months from the date I've done the retouch. I book it 12 months from their first initial appointment. I do continue saying to the client, before we get to 12 months appointment, we call you two months before that appointment's time, what we've scheduled for you, to confirm if you still want that appointment. Because what could happen, you might still love your eyebrows, and you might have got all the colour in there. And if you have, we then will move you back in on in the schedule like four to six months later. If you then want to continue with that appointment, we tell them in 10 months' time or two months, we say before the appointment, what we're going to send you, we will take your deposit, a £200, and your procedure um, will be half the amount that you've actually paid for your first session. So always I'm getting my clients repeatedly in my schedule. And when I put my clients in that system, they then will get an automated text message from my system to say, this is your appointment time in 12 months' time. My system then will also send them two months before a text message to say, you now do chat to one of our team. Well, one of that team will give you a call to talk to you about your appointment, what you've got in two months' time. So I'm constantly communicating with my clients. But the communicating with your clients as well, I then every four to six weeks send out a really quick newsletter keeping my clients updated to what I'm actually doing. The reason why I do that is because I'm on their, I'm then on their mind shelf. And I find I have an excellent open rate because my clients really love to know what we're up to and what we've been doing. So then they can even be talking about you to their friends, their family, and it really keeps them, their mind thinking about their appointments and thinking about you. The reason being, if you don't offer other beauty treatments and your clients, you're not seeing them every four to six weeks for other treatments, you're only seeing them every 12 months, you don't want that possibility of them forgetting you. And Joe Bloggs is like the the corner shop has actually got uh, another permanent makeup artist, then they're going to the other permanent makeup artist because they're not hearing anything from you in in the last 12 months. And I'll let Vicky speak. So it's good to have the whole way that you do it because everybody does it differently and it's nice to have a process and how I get consistent clients is I make my treatment room just really enjoyable and I I really make my clients feel special and feel heard and use all the reprogramming I've got where so many times clients they just they're like right what can I have next and when they say, oh, what can I have next? I say, you do know that you are entitled to 20% off if you book within a month. And they're like, they're like, really? And it just, that's my tip is just work like that. And then they feel like they're getting a special deal. They then want to, like if they book and pay with their deposit within a month, they still get that discount. Obviously, they can't get in within a month because I'm booked up. But as long as they pay their deposit. But for me, without fail... People just love coming in. 
They really enjoy it. I also think it's really important that you look as good as you can look because you're representing your permanent makeup. So they look to you. They want to be sort of, they want their makeup like how yours is. And that's my biggest tip to get repeat clients is just value your beautiful clients and let them feel heard and make the whole treatment as enjoyable as you can possibly make it. So completely agree. And do you know what? When you know when you do all the mind uh, training and everything, it's just amazing how you can make them feel special and give them more confidence as well because they do listen to us. That, that we are their mentors. I know I've had people like doctors, nurses, lawyers on my bed, and I've just listened to them. They've been speaking to me, and it's like. Us just listening to somebody, we're like they're we're like a doctor to them, just listening to some of the things that they're saying. So, and do you know what, Vicky? I just think if if people are not into the mind and and psychology, it's it's great for them to be learning it because it makes a massive difference. I've learned so much off you, which I can then share with my clients. I just I just think the mind is a massive thing. So, yeah. And can I just say on top of that, what I think our industry misses a little bit is that when someone's emotions are high, whether they're nervous, whether they're scared, you have this innate ability to help reprogram. And it's it's one thing quite passionate about is the way hypnosis works is when your brain goes into a different brainwave, you have the ability to empower. And we have that on our treatment room. And, you know, it's so beautiful. And, And that's one thing I'm really passionate about is I want people leaving feeling like they are the the most beautiful person in the world on the inside and the outside. And uh, yeah, I was just going to reinforce what you just said. There's a quote from the now past, but the great poet and also activist and, and a lot of things, Maya Angelou. And she used to say that people rarely remember what you said and even what you did, but they always remember how you made them feel. And I think that that's what you're saying, like how you make your clients feel that they feel uplifted, they feel powerful. So just beyond the service, obviously you, you're doing an amazing procedure, but they feel so excited that they want to come back and just be in your presence, which is really amazing. They also tell all their friends as well. So I don't, you guys are probably the same. I don't actually do a lot of advertising, but everyone will always say, oh, my friend said, I've got to come here and once you get in with one group of people, you always have that one that says, oh, I'm the guinea pig. And I always go, oh, my goodness, all your friends are just going to absolutely love your makeup. But it genuinely works that way that if you do, if you put your heart and soul into making your best possible permanent makeup and the feelings of the treatment room, they will tell everybody. And that's how you get consistent clients as well. And April, that's your thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, I absolutely love that. I want to just expand on what Karen was saying when she was talking about reminders, because that's, I also have that down as something. And if this is, well, listen, we're all busy and we all have great intentions. And this is why, you know, if you have like, you know, an Amazon shopping cart or a wish list or anything like that, you know, it's always a mile long because we think we're going to get back to it. And there is an expression that says the delay of the sale is the death of the sale. Because we all have that long wish list of things that never make it back into our cart or rarely make it back into our cart. So to have reminders and have a variety of reminders. So I know this is going to sound like it's a little bit more work and you're already like, but I'm maxed out. But listen, 
again, thinking about the lifetime value of that client, it is more advantageous to keep an existing client than to spend more money to get a new client, right? It takes a lot longer to build that trust. You already have built this trust. And just like you know, Vicky and Karen said, you can also then turn them into other procedures or turn them on to other procedures. But when you think about multiple reminders, so back in the day, I used to have this postcard system and I've mentioned it here before, but I'll just tell for anybody that hadn't heard it, I'll just kind of explain it. So when they were in my office having the procedure, what I would do is I would have them write their name and their mailing address on a postcard. Now it was a reminder postcard and it was already pre-stamped and ready to go. And then I would just put the date on it and I would file them according to the date. So let's just say this is you know end of September. So I would put it in a little index card, you know, like a little card file, and it would be under the September month. And so when the next year rolled around, the month before, I would drop those in the mail. So I would take the August group and I would drop that in the mail. And those are from the previous year. So it's already done for you. You're asking the client to write their address down for them. Now, of course they could move, but a lot of times they don't. And then they get that postcard in the mail. It's already stamped. It's ready to go. I just have to drop that group of cards in the mail, the postcards in the mail, just a friendly reminder. If you haven't booked, it's that time of year again. I mean, I made them cute. You know, it's just, it's me, you know, showing up to remind you of your appointment, that type of thing. And it was really discreet. It was an easy postcard. It did not cost a lot of money. I had them printed on with Vistaprint, super affordable, didn't take a lot of time, easy to do. So that's the postcard reminder. Of course, your booking software should have something where you could tag them in your system to send out a reminder. The booking software has gotten more advanced and definitely has all you know more bells and whistles. If yours doesn't have that, I would check into it and say, you know, do you have a reminder system? I know we usually have a reminder for you know right before their appointment, like 24 hours, but do you have something that is a yearly reminder or do you have a system like Karen said? So that's sending them an email. But remember, if you're not usually sending them an email, that email or a text, first of all, it the text probably won't go through because they have to opt in for text messaging. So they have to opt in. There are lots of rules around messaging by text, right? So you have to be careful for your business. Even if you have their phone number, you can't just send texts. There are laws against it and rules and regulations. You just have to be careful, I would say. But if you're sending them an email and you don't regularly email them, then the percentages and odds are statistics show that it will probably go into the promotion or spam box. And so this is why I say the postcard. Because now you are kind of getting them on all fronts, right? You know, and just like we talk with our brand, it's about omnipresence and kind of being everywhere where they're showing up at the, you know, a dermatologist or they're getting some Botox injection. And then somebody says, Oh, yes, I got my brows done by, you know, Katie and she's amazing, right? They're hearing about you, they're seeing you on social, you have that omnipresence. Well, also having that omnipresence in multiple reminders. So you don't miss out on that revenue. And it's all about, and I say I sound like a broken record, but it's all about setting up those systems in advance. And once you have that system, you'll see it's very easy and it actually saves you time. So that's my um, second tip is just kind of having multiple and different reminders in your business to remind them of appointments to come in. Don't expect them 
to always show up and always remember. We have to, you know, reach out to them. It's our job to remind them. I used to have some business cards, but I did not have the regular size business cards. The cards I had was very, very small, miniature. And what I used to do, and I think miniature probably, it would be, let's just say, if you just imagine a business card, just think that it was half size of that. It probably were, you probably, if you did them diagonally, you'd get three into a regular business card. So they're just very minute. And I'd get those printed and I'd just give my clients a handful and I'd say to them, here you go, here's some business cards. If you see anybody and you think that they could have some eyebrows like yours, then just give them a business card. Pop them in your purse and you've always got them. And because they weren't like clunky, like uh, the size of a business card, they were quite cute. People would die, oh yeah, thank you. And I get my clients that come back in and they say, I gave all those business cards out. Can I have some more, please? So your clients, you walk in advertisements, as we always know. So they are so they are actually sharing your business cards with other people. But when your clients go out as well, always ask them, encourage them for testimonials encourage them for feedback because even um i would actually say even unhappy customers are your greatest learning because we don't always get happy customers some customers their expectations may be completely different and not realize what permanent makeup is and you've just got to get around and explain to them what permanent makeup actually is because they may never, you may never uh, make them happy. So it's always, I always say, just listen and learn and think to yourself, what could I have done differently? And what would I do differently for my next client to make sure that I really make her understand what permanent makeup is all about? My prime example is, if I had a client that if I were doing her eyes and I could see a lot of bobbly areas, let's just say alopecia clients, if you're doing an eyeliner, that you're working over that area. When you look, it's like very, I want to say tough. It's hard to get the pigment in. Or you might see like what those little white spots where it's just um, the, the protein. When you're going over that area, that pigment is not going to stay like you would do if you've got a really healthy eyelash to eyelashes to be tattooing through so I will explain to my clients that this is the area I'm working on and this is what it looks like and I'll say to it it may not heal even it may be very patched because this is the skin I'm actually working on um, it's a lot tougher it's a lot resilient so straight away she's understanding what you're doing and her expectations you're lowering her expectations but then I will say but you know what if your skin doesn't take the pigment and it pushes the pigment out, I will give you an additional complimentary appointment because I want to get as much pigment in there as possible. On that way, your client won't be disappointed if that happens and they've really not got much pigment in when they come back because they know that you've explained it to them. And I've got a happy customer, even though I've hardly got any pigment in those eyes. Um, that customer will still continue recommending me and they won't think nothing's gone wrong with the appointment because I've explained thoroughly of the canvas that I'm working on and what my expectations are and she may need to have an additional treatment which I'll do it complimentary that way you're making your clients happy she's happy and you're overachieving if she does have a lot of pigment what stays 
uh, expectations. Um, but always make sure you're calling your clients, guys, after about, I call, well, I don't call them, my team call them, about three days later, just to make sure everything's fine, make sure that the healing's fine. Some of the time you'll hear them say, well, the pigment's coming off and I can hardly see any colour there. All what you're doing now is confirming, this is what I told you. They'll say, this is what Karen told you in clinic, and this is your expectations. So all the way through, you're not getting an unhappy client that throughout the healing process, they feel that they're disappointed because they've paid all this amount of money and they've not really got much pigment there within the first seven days. They're not disappointed. They trust you even more and they look forward then to coming back for their uh, retouch appointment. Okay, so I've got more of a question, actually. In fact, put me in the audience. I have a real situation whereby I think people want to book their appointments at night time, and I keep coming up with this huge blockage on how to use Calendly April. Um, I want to be able to have a link to my calendar so that at night time, if someone wants to book an appointment when they're like laying in bed, like, oh, I forgot to put my eyebrows, they can. And it's just something that's bugging me I keep trying to find Calendly courses I don't want a whole booking system I just want Calendly April can you help me please so Calendly is an app where it syncs with your calendar and then whoever's calendar is you know if they're looking at your calendar and it's usually through it's accessed through your Gmail calendar but it can access through other calendars but what it would look at is it would look at the time that you have set it up to say somebody can book at this time. So you can set up all kinds of, let's just call them events. And so you maybe you have an event for your personal things that you want. So for example, on my Calendly, I have where people can schedule an interview and I have different days and times that I allow people to schedule interviews for my podcast. I have a whole nother link for just my students where when they get their one-on-one coaching for our mastermind which is called Excel, uh, the Excel program, Accelerate is the name of it, but that program has, they have their own link. And so that is set up as an event and it has times that they can book and they have access to more times on my calendar. If that makes sense, it would show, for example, if somebody opened it up and they were going to book an appointment, let's just say it was a student that was going to book a coaching session because they want to really nail down their marketing promotion for Black Friday or pricing or their marketing message, whatever it is, and they need some clarity on a few things, they would go, they would click on that link, and then the calendar would pop up. And now if, say, I already had something else booked, if I had a clubhouse that I was doing, it would show that that time is not available. So if you already have things on your calendar, um, it would show that that time is not available. And it would do... For example, it's going to show the times that are available for me and you and your time zone, which would be different, right? So it's going to show that your calendar and my calendar. So for example, I hope this is clear because I feel like I'm, I might be making it more confusing, but if they are looking to book at one o'clock and it shows it's clear on my calendar, but they have something booked at 1.30 and I have said that this is going to be an hour appointment, then it will show it's unavailable because they already have something. So it's really a smart type of software because it knows not only you know your calendar, but it also will tell the prospective client what they have going on with their calendar. So um, it, it 
eliminates a lot of the back and forth. And then it will automatically usually create the thing about Calendly is it usually creates a Zoom link because that is the next, you have it set up to do that. I could just create a date and time, and then it would send out a reminder, email reminder for that. But if you're doing the meeting virtually, it will automatically create the Zoom link. And so that's one of the reasons I love the platform. But I guess you could have it linked to your, or just as your main online booking system. The only thing is, I'm trying to think, yes, you can actually take a deposit for it as well. So you could take a deposit. Yeah. mm -hmm. You could take a payment. The thing is, it's me and... I didn't know if I needed, sorry, everybody in the audience, I didn't know if I needed like four separate calendars. The thing is, I had somebody that said, oh, I know how to do it. Half set it up. It's not. So now I've got something half set up that I'm paying for. And we are wasting so much time dealing with clients that we have to call them through the day when really they want to be booking at nighttime. They don't want a phone call. Oh, yeah, I've got an appointment. Because that is what's stopping us getting consistent clients because they... I think it just needs to be as seamless as possible. Like, here's a link, book it whenever you're ready to book it. If it's nine o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, do you know what I mean? And I feel that's what I'm missing out on. And I'm paying too many people too much money, keep faffing backwards and forwards with appointments. I totally get it because I've seen a good online software booking app will tell you the percentage of your appointments that are booking in what's called after hours. So when you are close the business and, and it is a good majority. I mean, it's just like us, you know, we're thinking about it. Maybe you're watching, you know, the bachelor or love Island or whatever the name of the show is. And then all of a sudden you think, Oh, she's got good brows. Oh, I need to book my brows. And then they go on and, you know, book that appointment. And so it's usually after hours. So You do not need multiple systems. You can set up because you're setting up different. It's one calendar. It's only linked to one calendar, which is your calendar. And then you could have multiple events set up. So you could have something set up for browse. You could have something set up for areola. You could have, you know, different times that they would book. They would just look on there and just, you know, it is a scheduling system. So it is a calendar scheduling system. It will take a deposit. It will do all of those things. I'm going to need a Calendly for each member of staff though, aren't I? Because or else that'll get too complicated. You know, I haven't gone into the advanced for that, but I think that they, you can do that because what you would... It's only £10 a month, so they may as well have their own Calendly. And then what you could do is like, if on your website, you could see which artist does what kind of eyebrows and then whoever likes the artist can then click on their Calendly and book their appointment, couldn't they? Yeah. I mean, I would have to look into it more. I mean, definitely you could have your all separate Calendly's. It's a really simple, straightforward system. I think that's why so many people do like that system. And I think just like you said, that the key takeaway here is have a system where people can easily book and, you know, and book at a time that's convenient, right? You don't want to make the client jump through too many hoops to actually come to you, you know, because like I said, it's easy for them to kind of throw up their hands in the air. We, just like Karen said, I love to say that we are in the trust business and they trust you with their face. So they want to come back to you. But some people think, oh, well, I already have the outline, you know, that she's already done the hard bit. Now I can go to this person that might be cheaper, right? If you haven't built that connection or if you are making it too hard and too frustrating for them. Well, I don't know if I told this story before, but I feel like I did. But you know how things are like, I'm having a little deja vu moment. But did I tell the story about the lady coming for the costume? So my family, we are, well, it's mostly me. 
I'm a big nerd and I love to do family themed Halloween costumes. So over the years, we have done um, everything from Peter Pan to Wizard of Oz, um, movies. We've done movie themes, Inside Out, all of these different things, right? We have a lot of fun with it. I know one year I had, we did The Greatest Showman and my mother-in-law was the bearded lady. I mean, we laugh. We have so much fun doing these costumes. It's ridiculous and we have fun. So I was selling some of those costumes on the local Facebook marketplace. And the lady said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not far from you. I'm a mile away. I'm going to come and pick them up. And I said, great. I gave her my phone number. It was all confirmed. And this is my fault. I have to get a new cell phone. The storage is maxed up on my cell phone. So I did not get her text. I guess she texted me. We were talking back and forth on Messenger on Facebook, but she texted me and I didn't get her text. She texted to say she was on her way. So I didn't get it. And the time passes when she's supposed to pick it up. And I messaged her on Facebook and I said, oh, I didn't you know, get it. She, I give her my number again. She calls me. We talk on the phone. She says, well, I'm still in the area. I'm three minutes away. I'll come right now. And I apologized for her not being able to get a hold of me. I said, my phone is not getting any new text from numbers I don't know. And she said, okay, I'll, I'll come right over. Well, I don't see her. I don't see her. You know, 20 minutes goes by and I message her again. I'm like, I don't know what happened. She said to me, I called you. I guess I'm now this is horrible again. I'm taking full responsibility for this. I must have had my cell phone downstairs because I had just talked to her on the phone. I probably went upstairs to try to do something, try to multitask, get some things done. It was on a Saturday. I've got a lot of things going on. And I didn't have my cell phone in my back pocket. I guess she called. I didn't, it didn't even show a missed call. I didn't get it. She said she was right outside of my house, but did not ring the doorbell. We had already talked on the phone, all of that, but it became too frustrating to her. And so she threw her hands up in the air and said, it wasn't meant to be. It's too much of a hassle. And again, she's only a mile away, three minutes, and basically close in my neighborhood, turned around, went home and said, she's never coming back. And that can be our client. And I felt horrible for the situation. Well, part of me was like, if you were right outside of my door, why didn't you just knock on the door. You know, we just we just talked on the phone. You know, I don't know why she didn't come to the door, but she didn't. And that could be our client. They could be, you know, on our website ready to book, but they can just get frustrated. They throw their hands up in the air and say, "That's it. I'll go to the next person." And so my next tip is if you have a little reward program, if you have a little um, incentive. Everybody loves a little reward. They love getting their card punched at Starbucks, or sometimes you'll see this with nail salons or lash salons. They'll have a little, you know, stamp, share on social to get a stamp, refer to a friend to get a stamp, give us a Google review to get a stamp, return for your one year appointment to get a stamp. All of these things build up a connection and they want to come back to you. And that reward system is. Primal. It's back to, and this is why Vegas makes so much money because the brain lights up when we get rewards. This is why social media has been so popular, right? We, the brain loves to feel. They'll, they'll tell you, oh, you got a like, you got a new comment, you got all of this, right? It's all of this reward system that is happening in the brain. But if you create that in your business, a reward system for rewarding their loyalty, for having them come back, you're going to have more repeat clients. And so, that is my third tip. Whenever you're talking to somebody, 
if anybody says to me, like, is it to have my eyebrows tattooed or microblading, we would, or my team would never just go X amount because we've not built up any trust. Because if they then just went, I want to book, there's no trust and need. Because so my team will go back and just say, just tell me a little bit about why you want to have your eyebrows done. What's attracted you to us? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So they're building up some rapport already, those clients that first call us. Then we find out, right, we've qualified that one. We've qualified that. We've asked more questions about. Then we'll ask some need questions. Um, tell us a little about it. Why do you need it? What is it? Do you want to save time? And so already I'm qualifying the trust and need. Then we'll give them a solution on this is what options you've got and this is what we can do. And then at the end of it, my team will always say, we don't just say, okay, then just give us a call when you're ready. My team will say, would you like us to look, see if there's an appointment available for you? So what they're doing, they're asking for the close. So all those four points, and then you'll get your client that's coming in, they'll pay the deposit, and then they'll turn up. They'll not be fearful. If you don't, like I said, I had a client once that got to the, the door and never came in. And I actually analysed that and I listened back to some of the calls and I found that the person who booked that appointment, she just went straight to book and she didn't give her the trust and need to start with. So that's my little tips. And that works for everything, guys, in life. Trust, need, solution. and Well, I actually say trust, need, solution and care. So that's my main one, but really it is a, a close as well. So always ask for their business. Okay. All right. Well, bye, bye guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.